morning, Ryan. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? How are you, Brian? Oh, I'm, 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 it's I'm all very right. early in the it's morning. Extremely early it's very today. Very early in the morning. You know what? Today you're listening to this today, and it's Tuesday, March 16th. In real life, it is Friday, March 12th. We're we're recording the show super early this week because yes. we both have to be out of town over the weekend. Yes. Oh and this was the only time we could do it. And this is this weird time of day. I don't know if you know this, gentle viewers, but uh, I work during the days and normal evenings. Ryan works during the overnight shifts. Right. And so this is that window of time during which Ryan is just coming home from work. Right. And I am about to leave. Yes. Like, that's that's where we are. That's it's, I think it's the gloaming. Is that? <laughs> I think this is the gloaming. I think maybe this is the gloaming. Yes. Yeah. So welcome to the gloaming. Indeed. This is Fill Me in episode 95. 95. We You're... call it In the Gloaming. We are five away. We are five away from, from the big 100. Yeah. Ryan held up five fingers when he said 100. <laughs> so clearly counting is still one of our strengths. Well, what's going on on today's show, Brian? <laughs> oh, look, coming up on today's episode, we have The Oracle with Mike Nothnagel. Oh, The Oracle is back. Yes, we have Dear Mired featuring Dr. Puzzle. <laughs> it sounds like a rap album, doesn't it? <laughs> and we have Cryptic Clue Puzzling with Fraser Simpson and the I March think 2010. Fraser. I Didn't thought it was Fraser. I thought we decided it was Fraser. I think it's not Fraser. I think it's not like the TV show. Uh-huh. I think, but may, Fraser or Fraser? I thought it rhymed with Eraser. I thought it rhymed with Razor. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Nothnagel. <laughs> what, what does... What, with Mr. Simpson. Yeah. What is his first name? I th- it's a man? What is Miss Simpson's first name? <laughs> Fraser's a man's name, isn't it? I don't know, but Fraser sounds like a woman's name. Oh, wow. <laughs> We've been doing this cryptic crossword for like six months now. We have absolutely no idea who made it. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. my God. This is off to a great start. Indeed, how as about, they all are. How about, uh, instead of dwelling on that, we just kick off the music and start the show. Go for it. All right, stop that music. What was that? That is not our music. That was not Jack and a Hank. That- See, I knew you would do that. I knew you would find a way to say it. Franklin? That is actually, we did. We do know what that is. Todd McKay wrote to us. Todd McKay, yes. Todd McKay from Colorado. Colorado. Wrote to us uh, and told us about this website that was really cool. It's called CodeOrgan.com. And CodeOrgan takes a URL and turns it into music. It does. And that was BeMoreSmarter.com set to music. I don't know how that works. I don't either. What, I mean, what, what is it setting to music? I think it's taking the HTML code. I think that it's finding elements of the HTML and, uh, you know, it has some sort of a conversion scale. You know, like HTML turns into tablespoons, turns into inches, and becomes a C-sharp. <laughs> I think it's sort of like that routine. I must be tired because when you said tablespoons, I was just imagining this table <laughs> that was propped up instead of legs, but with propped spoons? up with spoons. Oh no! See, I've got cooking on the brain. I watched Julie and Julia last night. Ah, that yeah. was half good. Yeah, that, that was about half good. It's true. It yeah, was half ma- really good yeah. and half what? The Meryl Streep Stanley Tucci half was awesome. Yes, and the Amy Adams and whatever that guy who looks like a Muppet half is was not so awesome. Did you see? Not the dentist. No. Not the dentist is in that. Oh, really? What does he do? In the interrogation scene, when Stanley teaches in the interrogation, he's one of the, one of the interrogators. He is? Yes. He's, you can miss him very easily. Apparently I did. Yes, not the dentist. Not Julian, the dentist is in there? Julian, Julia, not the dentist. Oh, we, we, so we totally have the DVD. I'm going to go watch you it should, later. I'm going to find not should. the dentist. Maybe we should put, get a video That's cap of awesome. it and stick it on the blog. All right, well, maybe, although he likes his anonymity. He does. He does. Well, uh, he'll he'll tell us whether or not we can do that. All right. 
That sounds. Fun. He's he is a he is an original listener. He is. I, he hasn't told us if he's a completist. Though, he, is, so. I believe he is. Yeah, I believe he is too. He 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 is. might be one of the nicest people in the entire world. He is not the dentist. He not truly the dentist. Might be. He is. Yeah, and he's listened from Jump Street from the beginning yeah, exactly. of the show, and he hasn't stopped, <laughs> and he won't stop as much as we tell him to. He stop! <laughs> stop listening. He refuses to, us. to stop. Please move on with the show, would you? Viewer, <laughs> I'm tired. That was like the slowest snapping. Viewer mail. Oh, okay. viewer mail. Opening it up. Oh, our viewer mailbag. Uh, we have a few letters. We got letters. We yes. got emails. Uh, Peter Gordon wrote to us and said. I don't think Guy Tabachnik is related to the soup Tabachniks. Right. Since he doesn't have a T before the CH or a C before the K. Sounds like a puzzle. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, a Tabachniks restaurant was just three blocks from my elementary school, and I went there for lunch often. It's where I fell in love with the full sour pickle, the only pickle that should exist on earth. You like the full sour pickle. No, I like the half sour pickle. Oh. What's I think it's Amanda who likes the full sour pickle. I think mm. Amanda and Peter are pickle kin. I like pickles, but yeah. I don't really know. I don't know what is what is what. Really? I really don't. Uh, well, you remember when we had dinner at Ryan's New York Style Deli? Yes, in yeah. Mount Vernon, Connecticut. In, in uh, Vernon, Connecticut, um, those were half sour pickles. Okay, the ones that we got. They're they're they're. Well, I was going to describe the colors, but that's useless to you. <laughs> they're green. They're all green. They're greenish red. There's no red involved. No red is involved. Can you tell the difference between, like, the pickles you get in a jar and, say, a cucumber, as far as the vibrancy of the color? <laughs> is vibrancy a word? Yeah, I believe so. I, as it relates to pickles, I As it relates it to the color green. Like, cucumbers Yo, are no, much yes. more vibrant yes. green than pickles in a jar, yes. which are much more dulled green, right? Because they pickled. Exactly. So the half sour is, like, halfway between there. The full sour is all the way dull. Wow. Am I helping? You are. You are helping. All right then. I, but I, My I work was, is complete. I was, I was really thinking about the, telling the difference by taste rather than sight. Why don't we have a taste test? All right, let's do that. Test. Next week on the show, we are going to taste assorted pickles. Okay. Not your wife. No. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> hey want to make that part clear. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, we'll bring them in from uh, uh, Gassons. What was that? Essex. Essex Street. Essex Street pickles. Okay, you take care of that. All right. Uh, oh, and we were also wrong about Guy Tabachnik. He's actually an idiot. No. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so not an idiot. No, he's not an he idiot. He finished ahead of you. He, oh, he finished way ahead of me. But he finished in the high 200s, not we thought in the, the 90s. Uh, I guess the low 200s is what I mean, like 230 or something like that. Yes. He didn't finish 90th. But, I think we score-wise in the junior division, we might have been mixing him up with Avram Gottschlick, who finished like 84th. Oh, really? In the junior division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Avram was awesome. Well, I think to be an 18-year-old and finish 230 something is amazing oh my god to be an 18 year old and know anything is amazing <laughs> i knew nothing when no, I was you 18. could put this in front of me oh when my I was, god no no it would have been absolutely useless okay moving on to our next viewer mails from amanda yes no it's the unparalleled parallel verse engineer shining light to us all uh, she I has, do like how in season three you've decided to forego the intentional mispronunciation, and now you, you're, you're doing it for real. Yeah, it's oh natural. It 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 was a lot of effort. <laughs> All of those hard Z's. You did linger on the S a little bit, as if to say, "Am I doing this?" Yeah, right? that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> It's, you know, it's difficult. Uh, all right, so she has a few questions, oh, she dear. says. A few questions. Uh-oh. Question number one. Is Ryan really six feet tall? I could have sworn he was around 5'8 on a good day. You know, that's what I thought, too. 
but apparently whoever did the announcement to open last week's episode claimed that you were six feet well, tall. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's split the difference. And say that you're 5'10"? I'm 5'10". On a mediocre day? <laughs> I'm 5'10", sopping wet. Wow. I don't know about that. Okay. Do you know that there were people who didn't know whose voice that was at the beginning of really? last week's episode? Yeah. Who's, who's, I, who's, I don't, Kathy, <clears throat> you seem to get a different messages than I do. I didn't you're, get this by email. I got this in person, this message. From Patrick? No, actually from my wife. Really? Yeah. I played her the opening of the episode because I thought it was really fun. And she's like, who is that? <laughs> Honey, that's me. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Question number two from Amanda. Can Ryan please say Alex Boivier? All right. That's taken care of. Yes, that is taken care of. Uh, question number three. I nominate the phrase triple decker to be part of the LP3 subtitle. That is not a question. That is not a question. No, it's uh, a statement. A suggestion. Lollapazula 3, uh, being held on August 14th. That's Saturday, a Saturday in August. Uh, is still <clears throat> as yet untitled, and Triple Decker, it's a possibility. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in there. We'll put it in we'll, there in the suggestion bag. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How does one open the suggestion bag? Is that Not by snapping your fingers, no. that's for sure. No, absolutely I think not. whistling, maybe. I think you whistle and the suggestion bag opens. By the way, somebody accused us of not closing the bag last week, and I was very worried. It was Miguel. Miguel. Uh, Miguel, whose last name I don't even know. Miguel I don't know Miguel posts either. on our blog all the time. Uh, I haven't met Miguel. No. But uh, he accused us of not closing the mailbag. I found that, no, we in fact did close it. I even posted the time on our blog, what time it the mailbag really closed. really worried Like me. 18 minutes and 40 seconds or something. We would have had no letters this week. They were all blown floated, away. Yeah. Floated they, to they the might ether. have, yeah. All right, question number four. Chowder is not considered Jewish food. That was my, my bad. Sorry. Uh, this is also not a question. No, it's not. Uh, you've got your matzo ball soup, your kreplach, your mushroom barley, but no chowder. Okay. Tabachnik soup. I love saying that word. Yeah. <laughs> Tabach- I'm so glad it's become part of the, 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 yeah. the, the podcast vernacular. <laughs> Tabachnik soup can be found in the frozen food section, and if you can boil water, you're all set. We'll bring in some tabachnik soup. We'll have it with our pickles. Okay, if tabachnik soup, though, is frozen, what do I have to boil water for? Don't I just thaw the soup? I think... I think or is it, like, condensed and I have to mix it with water? Well, don't people boil water when somebody is about to have a baby on sitcoms? Yeah, I don't know that either. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's the same reason. Yeah? Maybe. I think it's probably... Having a baby same. and eating frozen soup are very, very similar to each other. Yes. Okay. That's... All right, then. All right. Uh, our next viewer mail comes to us from Eric Johnston. Eric Johnston. Eric Johnston says, Love the blog and the podcast. I live in Saudi Arabia, where entertainment options are scarce, so I appreciate all that you do even more. Keep up the good work. Is this for real? I don't... Eric, seriously? You live Saudi in, Arabia? You live in Saudi Arabia? We're being broadcast in Saudi Arabia? That is astounding. Uh, what do you do in Saudi Arabia? I mean, my... I mean, he listens to this show, right, apparently. Yeah. You must do something else. I mean, my mind automatically went to the military. Yeah, that's but, all I can but think that's of, just, too. that's just an ignorant you, assumption. I'm sure there's plenty of things to do in Saudi Arabia. Probably, but I only know what I've seen in movies, right. which is that you live behind a tank and <laughs> underneath a blue tarp and uh, right. use a big box for I, a phone, which I'm sure none of that is true, but I so think I saw Three Kings we, recently. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, you? that's uh, in my head. So we want to know. We yeah, want, what do you do in Saudi Arabia? Give us more Arabia. information, Eric. You're, you're, you've intrigued us. Absolutely. You've intrigued the entire podcast. And thank you for listening. And you're welcome. You know what we should do? Huh? You know what we should do for these viewers from far away? We should come up with like a bumper sticker or a sign or something. like a, Or a, maybe in honor of like the picture of me you know, force-feeding you a Frosty. Uh-huh. And see if we can get people to like 
photograph themselves with a representation of us in various places around the world. That's a brilliant idea. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's a brilliant idea. I think that we should do that. Let's figure out, let's get some graphic design going and get like a, a sign that people can hold up in front of famous landmarks. We can make it on Zazzle. Let's do that. All right. All right. Done. Done. Look for that soon. Indeed. Our next viewer mail is from Tyler Hinman. Insert kick-ass nickname here. Sirs Simmet and Hecht. Sirs. That's us. Yes. Sirs. Uh, I don't see Ryan's 40.4% would need to be rounded. The D division is for people who weren't in the top 40%. 40.4% is greater than 40%, so Ryan's in D. There you go. Well, Tyler has certainly made that clear. That is clear. Absolutely clear. Crystal so, clear. So, according to Tyler... Yeah. I am in the D division. I will be in the D division next year. Awesome. Unless scoring is changing awesome. again. Third place D, it is yours. I am. That is my goal. Yours for the taking. That is my goal. Tyler goes on to say, as for my Trogdor shirt and red cap, I fear neither was the true factor to my five consecutive victories. After all, I wore both this year, and a news broken on your program did not win. Did we break that news? I think we did. We were the us? first. Yeah, we were the first people to tell the world. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, the true charm may have been a hemp necklace. Also a gift for my sister. I think his sister might be Woody Harrelson. Oh, really? Yes. That's an interesting connection. It is. Wow. Uh, I wore it for all five of my titles along with the Trogdor shirt, but it was not present in my ensemble this year because the clasp broke several months previously. I still have the pieces, and I strongly suspect I will be getting it fixed. Not that I'm so superstitious or anything. No sirs. So there it is. There's I guess the, the Trogdor shirt, I've always thought it was the Trogdor shirt. It is the hemp necklace. It's the hemp necklace. Which... Now, remember after the first year he won, or maybe after the second year he won, like, all the top solvers got Trogdor shirts? Yes. You remember that? Yes. I wonder whether they should all have gotten hemp necklaces instead. Maybe. If they look back, if they're going to listen to this show and look back and, and, and regret buying the wrong Tyler talisman. <laughs> do you think Dan Fair had anything to do with the breaking of the necklace? Absolutely. Oh, oh, oh yeah. you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought so, I too. think Dan gained some otherworldly powers when he cut his hair. Uh-huh. And I think that now he can just will the, uh, <laughs> you know, the destruction of various things in the universe, including <laughs> Tyler's jewelry. I agree with you. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. So I think the only way to take down Dan Fayer is to force him to grow his hair out again. We can do that. Yeah, That's a lot harder to do than to force somebody to cut their hair. That's a lot easier to do. <laughs> is it? Wait, well, which is easier? Cutting. Cutting. Yes, yeah, cutting. Is growing easy. will take a very long time. It will. Yeah. But we can do it. Okay. Our next viewer mail comes to us from Lori Woltman. Lori was a new viewer, new to us as of last week. Yes. And, uh, we talked about her, and then now she's, from she's Chicago. talking back. She is from Chicago. She says, deep dish pizza is okay, but I prefer a really good thin crust. Also, I would rather dance naked in public before I put ketchup on a hot dog. Interesting. <clears throat> um, Lori, uh, why don't you come by the studio sometime, and we will offer you some ketchup on a hot dog, <laughs> and we'll see, in fact, we'll whether see, you're... We'll, see, we'll see which you would rather. Uh, yeah. Indeed. 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 Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Ketchup does not belong on a hot dog. Okay. Why do you say it like that? Because <laughs> it's not so bad. It's terrible. No. It's, it this is. It stems from that, uh, it was in a puzzle or something, it was like dog's coat. Dog's coat. Ketchup. Ketchup. Yeah, well, it's not, you don't coat a ketchup. I mean, you don't coat a hot dog with ketchup, but... Ketchup shouldn't even be in the <clears> same <throat> room with a hot dog. It's not that bad. It's... But who in, eats... In small amounts, it's not that bad. Who goes to... Who adds something to something purposely for the effect of it's not that bad? 
I might. Mustard is no, delicious. I might. Listen, if I go to a baseball game, I am likely to sit there and maybe get three hot dogs. Okay. Three hot dogs. Okay. Now, if I'm at Yankee Stadium where they have very limited options for topping your hot dog, they basically have ketchup, mustard, and that's it. It's ridiculous. It's awful. But I'm going to have three hot dogs. I might have two of them with mustard, which I prefer, and one of them with ketchup just for variety. If I go to Shea Stadium, or whatever it's called now, I might get four hot dogs because they have many more choices for what you can put on top. And I might have one with mustard, one with onions, one with relish, and one with ketchup for variety. Why don't you have two with mustard and one plain for variety? No, plain, no. No, I don't want plain. No. I need something on there. I need something. Bring your own. My own what? Mustard. They have mustard. Bring different... Yankee Stadium has yellow, bland mustard. It's French's mustard. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. It's vanilla mustard. It's not vanilla. It's definitely mustard flavored. <laughs> you bring your own. Bring bring uh, Schlaffenburgers. That is not a brand. I believe it is. Okay. Schlaffenburgers mustard. Anyone? Goes to delicious with Tabachnik soup. Okay. You were mayo. Closing it up. Uh... Our next segment is The Oracle with Mike Knopfnagel. The season debut of The Oracle. The Oracle has returned. Uh, one of these days we should get Mike Knopfnagel on the show to do The Oracle. You know what? What? Speaking of that. Okay. Brendan Emmett Quigley Down Under starring Tom Selleck. Yeah. G chatted me the other day yeah. with another Mike Knopfnagel doppelganger. Really? And it's very, very close. Who? I, somebody from one of these bands that Brendan listens to. <laughs> From like 33 across last Friday. Exactly. Right? One of these bands, uh-huh. but he showed me the YouTube. I have the link. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right, we're going to have to figure that out, too. Yes. <clears throat> um, well, Mike has written to us with some answers to last week's questions. Number yes. one, why does the podcast not have more women viewers? Lori Waltman asked this last week. Yes. Uh, Mike says, my initial reaction was to agree with Brian's explanation. But then the mathematician in me surfaced, and he said, we can't really make... Uh, any inferences about the gender demographics of the viewers solely based on the viewer mailbag. All we really know from the mailbag, which is what I'm guessing Lori is using as the basis for her question, is that the majority of viewers who write into the podcast are men. Not necessarily that the majority of podcast viewers are men. Good point. That makes sense. And that's a pretty small sample size relative to the world at large. Yes. Those who write to us versus those who are out there listening to us. Yes. There are far more who listen than who write. There are. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, we have kind of a number which we will not reveal right now. It's somewhere between five and eight hundred thousand. It is. That's the number of it's, viewers we have. It's somewhere in there, but that number is much greater than the people who write to us. Yes, people who have not written to us write to us. Please do rbxblog at gmail dot com. I have to say, there's nothing we love more than hearing from a, somebody we've never heard of. And this before. is two weeks in a row of new viewers yes. writing to us: Lori Waltman and Eric, then Eric Johnston. Johnston. So next week. You, you are the you. new. You are the you are the first time writer next yes. week. Whoever you are, write to us na- put, now. Put, now, put pen to paper. Put fingers to keyboard. Pause the podcast and write to us. Question two: How do you pronounce Nothnagel with umlauts over the O and the A? In German, an umlauted O is pronounced like the ER in Kevin Durr's last name. That's Kevin G. Durr hyphen for those who need to know the specifics. An umlauted A is pronounced like the E in Deb Amlin's first name. Deb, Deb, eh. Thus, Nothnagel, with the umlauts, is pronounced Tabachnik. <laughs> I, I did something wrong yeah, here. Yeah, you probably did do something wrong. I don't but... quite get it. But that makes sense. I guess so. Yes. Uh, what does not finding mistakes in a crossword grid have to do with Meyer's sex life? 
Not sure, but I don't think it's a coincidence that Sex Life anagrams to fix eels. <laughs> so thank you, or the Oracle, Mike Knopfnagel. Yes, so glad you're back, Mike. Yes. Uh, our our brand new segment uh, is uh, is Dear Mired featuring Doctor Puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Dear Mired has to say. This okay, week. yes. Uh, Less Majeste. What the heck is it? This is something that appears in puzzles all the time. Yeah, it appears as blank. Majesty. Yes, indeed. And it's, uh, what and it's is it? Always less. It's always L E S E. And the I just learned it. L E S E. And I never knew what the hell it was. Right. So, so we looked it up. Yeah, so what is it? Less majesty is the crime of. <laughs> no, hold on a minute. That's not how you start the response. Oh, sorry. Dear Mired. <laughs> there you go. That's much better. Dear Mired. Uh, less majesty is the crime of violating majesty. Okay. So less must mean crime. I guess. All right. Uh, uh, it's an offense against the dignity of a reigning sovereign or against a state. So it's sort of like treason. Yes. And there was, there was a picture on Wikipedia that June pointed us to uh-huh. that had a man uh, with his knickers down kind of expelling gas on, I think, King George. Is that, is that sort of the origin of the uh, I fart in your general direction it could be. bit in it the Monty be. Python? It could be. Yeah. Uh, so that that is a man uh, expressing... He is performing less majesty. He is performing less majesty. Sort of, uh, okay, interesting. So thank you, dear Mired, for writing in again. That's a nice explanation of less majesty. Thank yes. you. Uh, if anybody else has questions for Dr. Puzzle, whether they are about your own performance in a tournament or what the hell does this crossword clue mean... Anything like that. We can answer your questions. Yes. So Mike Nothnagel will answer questions about the world at large. We will answer your questions about crosswords. Yes. So write in to Dear Mired, starring Dr. Puzzle. Featuring. Featuring featuring Dr. Dr. Puzzle. You can send that email to rbxblog at gmail.com. We'll make sure to forward it to the the appropriate parties. (laughs) We're not really sure who those parties are. (laughs) No, not really. Now, Cryptic Clue. Yes, this is uh, the Cryptic Crossword Puzzle from from March 2010. (laughs) Ryan's still checking the cover of the magazine. Games Magazine, March 2010. Yes, with F-R-A-S-E-R Simpson. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Unpronounceable. (laughs) Unpronounceable, this name. Yes. All right, so uh, we're very quickly. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 20 down. 20 down. Unspecified Al Green arrangement. Yeah. Uh, this is think? very easy. Arrangement means that Al Green is going to be an anagram, and it's going to mean unspecified. Yes. The anagram Al Green, and you get general. Indeed, general. General means unspecified. Indeed. All right. That was 20 down. Uh, 19 across, lining up prompting in audition. It, uh, yeah, now when you see something like in audition, that uh, any, any word that has to do with sound... Or audio yes. uh, usually means like something's gonna be uh, what, what's that a homonym a homophone a homo something a homo something when, when when two words sound alike but are not the same word in this case it's prompting is like cueing cueing like, uh, with a script you know right. you hold up a cue card right but lining up is cueing like a cue q u e right u e u e so cueing q u e u i n g is the cueing. actual answer to this cueing yeah there you go all right fourteen down. 14 down, uh, uh, enumeration 10. Date quail, strangely enough. So strangely means that date quail is going to be an anagram, and it's going to mean enough. And the answer is adequate, which is an anagram. That is not the answer. Adequately. That's the answer. Adequately is the answer. Adequately is the answer. Now, what techniques do you use, Ryan, when you're working out an anagram? Uh, how, How do you best start to figure out the anagram? Well, what I do is I write all the letters in a circle. That is not what you do. That is what I do. 
uh, I go to Anagram the Anagram server. No, I want to tell you the truth. I do write all the letters in a scramble like that, and I have been doing that in my own way, which was a little bit different than what I just showed you there, because what I just showed you there was a trick I saw Patrick Blindauer do. Really? Yeah. I saw Patrick Blindauer write them all in a big circle like that. I usually just write out all the letters not in the order that they originally go, so they make a jumble. It makes it easier for me to sort it out. But I like this technique better, and I saw Patrick do it the other day, and now I'm doing it. This is what I think about Patrick. What? I think he's a wizard. He might be. I think he's a wizard. wizard. I think he's a wizard. Yeah? I think he has all of these little hidden talents. Yeah. And he can just, he can leap between different things, and he can transport himself, and he has all these things that he can do. <laughs> Patrick Blindauer, you've been outed. You are a wizard. Okay. Wow. Our last clue. Our all right. Last Our last clue. cryptic clue. Uh, return to place near Eastern University. Four. The enumeration is four. The answer is Yale. The answer is Yale. It comes off the Y and adequate. Yeah. The reason is uh, uh, place. Place, right? Return to place near Eastern University. Yes. So place is lay, L-A-Y, lay. but return suggests that it's backwards, so uh-huh. it's Y-A-L. It's near E for Eastern, and university is the definition. Yeah. Ah, of course. I, I'm glad you got my my explanation correct. Yes, I did. Very nice. So that is, uh, we're almost uh, halfway through. Yeah, we've Cryptic been solving this for one years. From March 2010. You keep checking the cover, because that might change. You never know. You never know. You never know. So coming up next is the Contest of Then. Contest the of Then. Contest of Then. Wordsweep.com. Wordsweep.com. We took a card from the new board game Wordsweep, given yep. to us by Steve Smith. Yes. We asked you to come up with the words that, that are consecutive, show up consecutively in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary that are these definitions. Something forming a model to be followed, to vex, to reveal, to view by digging away a covering, and to surpass. And what were the answers? The words are example, exasperate, excavate, exceed. Very good. Those are the four. And I must say that we got uh, more usage of the password this week than ever before. I think other people like the name Guy Tabachnik. The I, Guy I, Tabachnik will be this week's password. I, I want to see if, if, if it's the password or if it's the puzzle. Interesting. If it's Interesting. the password or if it's the puzzle. That well, in like this case, book. also, this puzzle is a lot to handle if you're not writing it down in front of you. It this is. was a lengthy puzzle. It is. So we also asked people to not only come up with the words, but also to put them into a sentence. And we got a, gr- a, a number of great examples of yeah, this. Yeah, that number is also between five and 800,000, yes. by the way. And they are all great. They are. Uh, so we've chosen, though, a runner-up and a winner. Okay, the runner-up is Andrew Feist. 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 And his sentence is, I set a good example to my exasperated class by excavating an exceedingly old notebook from the prerequisite class and reviewing it. And he got the words in order. Yeah, he did. That's pretty impressive. Alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. But our winner. Our winner this week is new viewer Eric Johnston of Saudi Arabia. Completely random. Totally random. We used the yodeling pickle off the air. We did it before the show. Uh, Eric uh, wrote to us uh, with his sentence, I believe the words are example, exasperate, excavate, and exceed, which is a coincidence because here in Saudi Arabia, the fact that I regularly have to excavate my personal belongings from under an exceedingly heavy covering of sand and dust exasperates me to the point that I consider committing what would surely be an example of less majesty. Look at that. How about it? He's, he's combined different elements of the podcast. It's almost like he's here in the studio with us while we're working this out. 
Uh, so tell us what you want to win, and we'll... And we'll get it for you. We have uh, puzzle books, mostly, is right. uh, what we do for prizes. And you'll have to tell us what we have to do to mail it to you in Saudi Arabia. I've never mailed anything to Saudi no, Arabia. No, we've mailed stuff to Canada, and that's really the most we've ever done. Right. So tell us what we need to do, and, and we'll do our best to do it. We will certainly try. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, go ahead. The yeah, contest the, of now. The contest of now. This contest comes to us from Eric Berlin. Uh, he says, take a, <laughs> take a seven-letter word meaning red, drop the first letter, and scramble what remains, and you'll have a six-letter word that also means red, albeit in a slightly different sense. What are the words? Seven-letter word meaning red. Yeah. Drop the first letter yeah. and scramble what remains, yeah. and you'll have a six-letter word that also means red. Yes. Albeit in a different sense. Yes. Anyway, if you don't have the the contest, if you need it to be emailed to you... Just write into us with the password, which this week is Guy Tabachnik. Guy Tabachnik. Guy. <laughs> you don't have to say it so angrily. I'm sorry. Guy Tabachnik. Guy Tabachnik. All right. Look on the horizon. This isn't going to help your mood at all. <laughs> no, by the it's way. not. Oh, what? Because you've prepared a no, bit. No, I, I don't. I, I was. Let's just leave it at that. It's an abbreviated thunder round. Let's have an abbreviated announcement. How about that? Store. <laughs> Monday, March 8th by Stanley Newman. He pluralized the seasons. He did. That's a power I don't have. Pluralizing the seasons. You know who can can do that? Uh, Patrick Blindauer can do that. But Stanley Newman used Colorado Springs, Buffy Summers, Wichita Falls, and Jonathan Winters. Uh, Tuesday, March 9th by Jeffrey Wechsler. 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 Is it Wechsler? I think it's Wechsler. Is it Wechsler? We have this exact conversation every time we say his name. (laughs) Well, you know, there's no X in his name. The C-H is pronounced like a K. Uh, this was all about the Divine Comedy. I've Which never, I have never read. I have never read it either. No, is it Divine? Is it funny? I, I don't know. I haven't read it. Isn't it about a guy struggling to make it through hell? I, I don't know. Doesn't, isn't that what Dante does as he goes through hell? <laughs> Why do you keep asking me? To, I don't know. Uh, is Dante the character or the author? I think it's the author. Dante Alighieri? Dante Alighieri. So who goes to hell? Is that the Divine Comedy? Am I mixing this up with something else? No, well, it's... Who's Dante, uh, Dante's Inferno? Who's that Dante? Yeah, who is that Dante? Is that the same Dante? Is is that the same book? You know, the the, the lead character in the movie Clerks is named Dante. He is. Yeah. Is that the same guy? Wednesday, March 10th by Gary Steinmail. Gary Steinmail. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't understand what this theme is no, about. No, no, within did. cost. I've never heard this term within cost. The theme was apparently within cost, and each of the long answers started with C O and ended with S T. But what was within cost isn't a word, right? Twenty six across, unable to run. What is a lorfa? <laughs> lorfa is within cost, yeah. and now the answer is color fast. But lorfa? Yeah, I don't was... get that. Fifty one across, be disadvantageous too. What is the in un, untagain? Untagain is <laughs> you know, in cost. Count against. I untagain. wrote the blog about this, and I said I feel I'm totally missing something. And then I looked at the other blogs, and nobody knew what it meant. Yeah, I don't know. Thursday, March 11th, by John Farmer. This was a good puzzle. This had a lot going on theme wise. This had uh, say the magic word was down diagonally. Right. Please. The word please was in circled letters. Yep. And then there were three magic words, Hocus Pocus, Abracadabra, and Open Sesame. Yeah. Uh, there you go. It was, it was 
I liked it. I like magic. And there was a lot of baseball in there too, wasn't there? Oh yeah, this was the one that had uh, Ron Say. Yep. And it had uh, the the Giants, and it had the Re- the Red Sox, and it had the Yankees. It had the Red Sox. I thought that was Friday that had the Red Sox. Well, 40, get your puzzles in order. Forty nine down. Bronx Bombers foes. Oh Sox. Oh, is that well, not Red Sox? Oh, it is. But Friday also has the Red Sox. What? Friday, featuring the Red Sox, <laughs> March twelfth by Tim Croce. Croce? I went with Croce because, like, Jim Croce. Yeah. So, Tim Croce, his rhyming brother. Uh, this featured Red Sox Nation. Red Sox Nation, yes! Featuring Jonathan Papelbon. He's coming back. He's going to uh, have a better year this year. 20 down, fans sporting a footwear logo. Red Sox Nation. I like it. This is a good puzzle. This is a good Friday puzzle. This plenty of, plenty of good stuff in here. One horrible entry. One horrible entry, and I put it along with Kevin G. Durr-Eucalyptus's Unsafer. The clue is, 28 down, show respect, in a way, unhat. 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 It's horrible. Like, that's a verb. Like, hat is a verb. Hat it's... is a noun. Take off your hat? Sure. Doff your cap? Sure. Unhat? I'm going to unhat myself? It's Come horrible. On. What is that? It's horrible. What is that? Horrible. What else is it? Give me more words to describe it. I want more words. You are a thesaurus. Go. What else is unhappy? Bad. That's right. And? Not good. That's also right. You suck at this. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it was Tim Croce's debut puzzle. It was his debut puzzle for any publication. It was his first really? published puzzle. Yes. Really? He wrote to us. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, you know what? I'm going to take back my fury and say your puzzle was awesome except for unhat. All right. All right. Today's Would You Rather. This is actually from Friday, March 12th in the Would You Rather okay, okay. calendar. The tapping I didn't care for. Uh, would you rather have a unibrow or a unilash? A unibrow or a unilash? Sounds good. I would go with a unibrow. I would go with a unilash. Well, what happens if you want to wink? I don't wink. Winking is horrible. Well, what if happens if you have to? What, what circumstance am I in where I have to wink? The optometrist. I don't even like making eye contact with people. The optometrist. When, when do I have to wink? You close one eye. That's not winking. Sure it is. No, no. Winking is very quickly closing and reopening one eye. Winking is like an action, not just closing. No, it's like an elongated wink. No, no, no. A wink is a, a, wink is a one-eyed blink. What do you call... That's where the W comes from. What do you call one a eye, long note? A one-eye blink. What do you call a long note? A whole note. With the line that goes to the other notes. Uh, well, the line is called a slur. There you go. It's a, it's, a, it's a slur wink. What? It's a slur wink. You can't apply some musical symbolism to closing your eyes. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why not? That doesn't make sense at I all. I can apply musical symbolism to anything. With, if you use code organ, you certainly can. There you go. Yeah, let's type in winky slur eyes and see what music comes up out of that. Okay. 